share with you today inshallah aspects and openings and understandings from one of the great surahs in the Quran which is Surah Ar-Rahman like all surahs in the Quran each one has a personality each of the surahs have a special flavor and that is also partly due to how they came upon the Prophet and the details of the occasion and the extent that they are to do with Haqq and with eternal truth as against to do also with community and community building and rules and regulations for a society to flourish and grow. As you all know, most of the surahs that came in Mecca have to do with life hereafter, with the ways of Allah, with our realizing our inadequacy, with human beings constantly being reminded of death, remembrance of the ultimate, so that our worldly projects do not become overwhelming so that you interact with the world in order to see the light of the maker of the world Allah's divine attributes, Allah's perfections manifesting in this world before you leave it in other words, most of the great surahs in the Quran 
remind us that the purpose that we have come in this world is to realize the all-powerful, mighty Creator who has brought it in, who is sustaining it, who is permeating it, so that we come to know Him or know His qualities in order for us to perfect our worship. You can only worship an entity or a reality if you know more about it. You love a comfortable house because you have already seen it, that it is safe, secure, has good air or has nice, pleasant, comfortable verandas or a room or whatever. So you adore something by knowing it. Surah Rahman is one of those great surahs which was described by the Prophet as the bride of the Quran. Now a bride, a successful bride, as you all know, not all of marriages are great, but a successful marriage or a bride is to bring in complement to the household, bring in an additional quality of goodness, wellness, and all of the other things that goes with what comes with, the, uh, with that occasion. So, it is labeled as that which, in a way, complements, completes, or echoes of what is the Qur'an. The surah is uh, more or less divided in terms of its meaning in three sections. The first section describes Allah's greatness, Allah's grace, Allah's mercies. And in fact, it's the only surah that begins with a divine name, Ar-Rahman. So to highlight it universally, that it is all to do by Rahman. Existence has come about out of Allah's love, out of Allah's Rahmah, to share His magnificence, to share His might, to share His beauty, to share His majesty, to share His abilities, to share the fact that He knows all, He hears all, He sees all, and has given us a little bit of sight to see. So we appreciate what Allah sees. He has given us a little bit of knowledge. Though we appreciate what Allah knows. To be overwhelmed by the qudra, by the power of Allah. So the first section of about 25 ayahs is describing Allah's bounty, Allah's grace upon us. The next 25, 26 ayahs more or less talks, shows, describes the duality in this world and the flimsiness of this world and that it is all going to move and is not, it is based on the opposites, you see. It is constantly to do with how there is dark light, <coughs> up, down. We'll come to it, inshallah, soon. The third section is to do with the Akhirah. That the rewards for those of us who have done our duties, our job in this world, is a garden that has no beginning and no end. In this world, we all seek gardens. We all seek good relationships. We all seek good health, harmony, comfort, 
is security. And we can never attain any of these for any durable length of time. So Allah promises us that this is all a practice for you, for your next life, which is the Akhirah. So this world is in a way the gymnastics or the gymnasium or the school for us to return back to where we originated from. Adam السلام, the first of creation and the first rise of prophethood was designed in the garden. He only knew the garden. But Allah in his rahmah to complete the whole story to show him that there is the other side of the garden, the darkness of it, the discord, the disturbance, the insecurities, the shadows. So therefore, we are in this world, having to deal with the ups and downs, but equally have within us a zone, which is our ruh, which knows its creator directly, totally, because it is from the command of Allah Azawajal that we all have arwah. So also, this ayah implies that from the beginning, which we will inshallah see how Allah reminds us that He has created us, given us the ruh. So we have to be in total gratitude rather than constantly just being concerned about outer projects without realizing the inner treasures. I asked Ustad Akbar to read and I will interrupt him every now and then to make a few comments for you. The rest you, inshallah, can read yourself in the numerous tafsirs. There are at least seven or eight well-known, if you like, tafsirs available and you will find most of them converge in acknowledging most of the surahs come in Mecca. Some people are not sure a few of the ayahs are Madanis or not. These are not important issues. The issue is for you to absorb the inner meaning and take from it the level that makes sense to you. And when you come back to it again, you'll find something else that more, makes more sense to you. Bismillah ar-Rahman الرحمن علم القرآن خلق الإنسان. Bismillah. Amongst the many of the early tafsirs, they they define Rahman as he who has given the ruh, because it's from Rahma. Rahma is graciousness, mercy, and also ultimate beneficence. So it is by creation that Rahma appears. There is no creation, there is no existence, you do not know about Rahma, or its opposite, which is Nikma. Now, here the giver of the Ruh, Allam al Quran, the knowledge of the Quran, Allam al Adam al Asma'a kullaha. You have in the Quran, Allah Azzawajal says, when he created Adam, the angels thought that this entity, which has some limited freedom, is going to cause chaos in this world. But then Allah says that this entity, this Adamic creation, through its ruh, his ruh, knows all the attributes, knows all the qualities. So the 
surah opens up that the rahmah is based on ilm, on the knowledge. Every entity in this creation has within it a program what to do, what not to do. The seasons change, they change. Cold comes, the weather changes, the leaves fall. Water comes, the seed becomes wet, it starts growing. It is ilm, ilm, ilm. It is without consciousness that we have. The electron whizzes around the uh, nucleus of the atom. It does it. It's been programmed that way. Allah has created it that way. Its fitra is that. So our fitra is wanting to know. That is why you find it is quite difficult when somebody says, I'm going to tell you something, and then they stop. So, what are you going to tell me? So come tomorrow. <laughs> He's got you on a tender hook. You, see, you, you want to know. You, we want to know. Why do we want to know? Because we love wellness. We love to be content. We love inner calmness. We love happiness, which all comes as a result of inner contentment. So we want knowledge. And the Quran, one of the definitions of the Quran is that which contains all that is known and unknown in the heavens and the earth. So, Allama al-Qur'an. Then, khalaq al-insan. Through that eternal, divine, boundless knowledge, because of it, by it, Allah created humankind. Then, this human being knows bayan is evidence, articulation, ability to express. When you say in Arabic, the moon has appeared. Bayan is an aspect of furqan. This is that, that is that. This is worldly, that is heavenly. This is communally, this is personally, and so on and so forth. So as you have distinction, distinguishing between different facets. And then Allah immediately plunges into this magnificent, you know, exposure of And the sun and the moon are according to hisab. Husban is from the root Arabic word of according to a measure. It is not haphazard, their cycles, their gyration they're turning. It is all according to a measure. There is nothing in existence unless it is based on a measure. And if a measure changes because some other measure superseded it, you see, the fact that we can see the moon is according to the measures that it has been programmed for. But occasionally you have it also masked. That's another measure, and so on and so forth. Bismillah. So Allah shows us that what we have been made of is programmed within us knowledge and this knowledge is to do also for us to understand how to differentiate between different things. And that is on this earth. 
and then there is the heavens and then there is all of that goes on in the earth and in the heavens relating to each other and Najmu wa Shajaru it is to do with herbage and to do with plants and they how, how they respond to the sun and the interrelationship between the heavens and the earth trying to open up for us this treasury of Allah's bounties and Allah's gifts upon us if only we take uh, time off if only we reflect upon them if only we see the meaning behind the forms <laughs> Mizan is balance. How can you have a good health if you're not balanced with what you eat, what you drink, and what you rest? It's not possible. Everything is according to Mizan. It is for that reason also you often find in justice system there is this business of somebody who's holding a balance on both sides. So as it is in balance. That is why when we are ill we say the person is not stable, is in unstable condition. It's not in balance, you see. So it has to be according to Furqan. It has to be according to Mizan. It has to be according to Bayan. If I don't know it, how can I have Furqan? How can I exercise justice, correctness? Every occasion, every aspect of one's life demands from us to do it justice so as we don't regret it. Justice meaning doing the right thing in the right place at the right time. challenges us. Allah is signs or qudra or manifestations or bounties. And then he uses the plural So he is addressing two entities. It could be, as some of the people of knowledge say, it could be relating to man and woman because we are complementary. Without that union you won't have the ongoingness in this life. And it could be ins and jinn. And it could be the Allah of which we like and we desire and that which we don't. These are all qudras of Allah. The best translation, if you like, of Allah is to do with abilities, his capabilities of Allah. The, the creational, if you like, commands of Allah. How can you deny all of these apparently diverse issues. Some of them short-lived, some of them long-lived. Some of them to do with attributes, some of them are to do with actions, some of them are to do with intentions, some of them to do with subtle, some of them to do with 
manifested growth. These are the Allah of Allah. So he is challenging us that how can you deny the magnificent presence and bounty and generosity of your Lord? Look at all of these things, ponder upon them. So these are the two creations on this earth, ins and jinn. Ins is us, and we are essentially made from solid matter, earthy matter. The word Adam is related to dust. Dust on earth is called edim. Edim al-arth, dust on earth. Because that is what gives us that, if you like, solidity. The jinn is made from another entity, which is marijin minnar. They are made of fire and smoke. That is why they cannot be seen. It's another, if you like, nation or another entity on this earth. And they dwell in different areas, you know, especially open spaces, deserts, and elsewhere. And that they, they are a bit like us. They procreate, they marry, they have quarrels, they have the, and, and so on and so forth. That's why if you, if you want to know more, read some of the others, ayahs and surahs, especially surah al-jinn, that it does exist, you see. But with Furqan, we also establish a boundary. That's not my affair. That's the jinni matter. Leave it. Don't be tempted. as you all know, is translated as Lord. But in Arabic, it is to do with terbiyah, to bring up. To bring up to what? To the ultimate level that that system can rise. Terbiyah of a human being is for the person to realize we have only come here to know and adore the qualities of Allah and be ready to leave. This is terbiyah. That is mean brought up properly. To, be, to bring up fully. So a child or the parent's terbiyah is considered correct if they instill in the child love for knowledge, love for courtesy, love for obedience, love for discharging you know, one's responsibilities into manliness. So, Rabbul Mashriqayni or Rabbul Maghribayni. There's a lot written on this particular ayah because it, is, it uses the plural of the two mashriqs and the two maghribs, two sunrises and the two uh, sunsets. And then elsewhere in the Quran you have reference to mashariq, to many, many. So there are numerous, uh, if you like, possible explanations for this. 
One thing is our ruh. The soul has come as though it has shown from the unseen. And when it leaves this world, it departs. The other one is also can be aql. The other one is can be the actual nafs. Anything that comes and goes comes as light and disappears. So there are numerous descriptions you can ascribe to this ayah. Imam Ali salam described it that the outer simple meaning is the summer and winter. The summer rise of the sun is different from winter rise. And so but if you think of it seriously, so many things that rise in us will also depart in us, you see, and so on. So Allah Azza wa Jal reminds us, he says, look and consider so many things, so many mashariq comes, so many magharib comes, and the two mashariqs essentially also if that is that of realizing first you think you are separate and then you realize that you are totally dependent on Allah these are two rises also and abandoning back into him this is another maghrib and so on and so forth <laughs> This is another very, very deep ayah. Marriage is flow. Allah says the flow of two oceans or two seas meet. The next ayah. The two oceans and the two flows, everything in existence is based on two. You cannot have a bad without it has a possibility from it can come an aspect of goodness and vice versa. You cannot have even a knowledge without within it lies also some ignorance or ignorance that does not lead you ultimately, possibly shows you into another zone of knowledge and so on and so forth. Inseparable these two meeting opposites. They are complementary opposites. And so Allah Azza wa Jal says, the two seas flow, marriage. The ocean of light and the ocean of ignorance, of darkness. The oceans of this unseen world and the seen world, they, they are together. How can this world of the seen be not related to the unseen? How can your intention which is unseen, not relate to your action. They are, they met in you. But, but there is a separation between them. One of them is called the seas of pure water. And the other one is the seas of salty water. In other words, here I have within me a source or a connection or a possibility of access to purity but I equally have within me access to a lot of rubbish and a lot of garbage. So the two oceans, the higher and the lower, also the ocean of foreverness. My soul is forever, but my body is not forever. They have met, they are together here, and one does not overcome the other. If, my, if I have pain in my body, it asserts itself. So I have to attend to it. 
And if my soul is, is hungry for knowledge and calls me, then I have to attend to it. So I have the two, if you like, entities, the two cosmologies. One is boundless, the other one is bounded and limited. But one does not overcome the other. You cannot deny our earthiness. Then you will be denied your heavenliness. But have the priorities right, unlike where we are now in this world, where the priority has been this world, this world, this world, this world, rational, workable, pragmatic, and then what about the other world, which is forever? So it is out of balance that we are suffering from in this world, not that we should turn away from this world, tackle this world, but be more than that, tuned, open, reflective upon the world that is forever. These are the two options, key elements of this surah, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.